My wife brought this to me like last year. Like, I'm so sorry, I was moving this case and then it fell and then the whole thing just. Shattered. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh wow! But this was um, was that Mike's? Mike's? Yeah. Oh no! Oh, that's the one I yeah I had made. So I had it in a case at my house, like up on a shelf, and somehow the thing dropped down and it just managed to shatter. <laughs> oh, you got to save that. Oh, that's I remember. Like, I remember making that I don't know how it shattered so bad, but the thing was like. Totally busted. I remember giving Sorry, it to, man. to Mike. No, I no, wish I, I had given it back. I just remember giving it to him, and he really. No, I, I mean, just was like, "Hey, man, I, I just don't know why have a gift for you." And he was like, blown away. That looks like that went on a rock and roll rampage, or that was yeah, yeah. They got the Pete Townsend. Yeah, exactly. Pete Townsend, the Pete Townsend model. Well, we got a lot of them fighting on. That was Hendrix. It comes broken. Yeah, put it exactly. Oh man, that thing is. That really got wrecked. You got to read some of the signatures on there. Yeah. Maybe mahogany. Nah. I always thought it mahogany. was kind of like tacky, the, the whole like the checkered and the um, herringbone. But then some people just love that. I always thought it was a bit much, but. It was. Yeah. But Mike, but Mike was a bit much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah right. Was, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of us were ready to just follow him into <laughs> yeah, too much like land. If you knew Mike for over a year, like you had at least three or four, you know, MGM stories. You know, something oh, happened. Sure. <laughs> I think, you, as a matter of fact, you introduced me to him. Oh yeah, in sorry about that. That was my first. Nah, nah, nah. It could have been my first name. No, nah, that was a that was a meeting made in heaven because he um, was you know perfect to be right there with you at the beginning kind of throwing around ideas and stuff yeah he was uh, just a bundle of energy man right right up to his last day yeah and even at the end he's he's just like staying positive like i had a good life man i love you thank you you know just like cool but um but music guy mike was uh was was uh, an integral part of kind of forming what we became because he he had like Chris and Joel, you know that we then took on and then and then Mike started working with us. But um, no, he was he he wanted to get people. He wanted to make them happy and get them the right the uke that they yeah were just stoked with you know exactly. And so that same business model was like was what we wanted to try to do from the beginning. Joel was was initially hired by you or Mike? I think he was hired by Mike. Yeah. And Mike had his own. I remember the first time I met Joel, we were unloading a container. I think he was. You know, it's amazing. He applied to work at Higher Ground even before he worked for Mike. And I was like, this kid is too shy or I don't know. It just goes <laughs> like Joel has been like the best. Yeah. What? I mean. When you unload a container, you see someone unload a container, you can see their work ethic. Because I remember he was yeah. a hot Hawaii sun in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I think, were you there? <coughs> yeah, you were there, Mike. Yeah, I mean. I think there's people afraid to sweat and not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a hard worker. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But no, I, I, I remember Mike and going to his house and always would crack up because he, his setup 
table was on top of his mom's dryer. Yep. You know? <laughs> it's funny. We talked about that last episode about the or washing machine and dryer. Uh, yeah. And his yep. mom yelling at him for getting <laughs> steel wool in the lint trap. And, <laughs> I mean, the whole house was just full of ukes everywhere. It's like his parents yeah. were just. The mom was always just like, ah, Michael. <laughs> you know, but it was uh, it was his enthusiasm that I think got a lot of people going. And it's that same kind of vibe that we want to continue with, you know, that, that same thing of getting, getting people excited, keeping them excited, giving them, you know, fun new products that help keep them inspired, you know? And um, you guys have been great partners for us in that through the years by really trying to continue to zero in on great value instruments that look beautiful uh, I guess constantly working on the, the quality and, and consistency and all those kind of things you know so I didn't say it officially yet so thank you so much for joining us and today we have with us Pat Mike and Dave from Collar Brand Music Company uh, he goes by KP yeah Call Pat. He had a legal name change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Patrick has been servicing us for many years. We met him as Patrick. We'd call him Patrick. Then it turned to Pat. Yeah. It was like, hey, buddy. And then it turned into KP in uh, Petaluma. Yeah. What? So yeah. how did that happen? Um, I think it was because I've been working here for like, what, 80 years now with Kala, <laughs> which is really awesome. So you might um, as well just be Kala Pat already. Yeah, because like I do all the models and I knew all those lot of specs and right, 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 things like that. So they're like any questions that people had, they always ask me at the sales floor. Yeah, what does the SSTUT stand for? Well, well call a pat. Ask yeah. call a pat. Glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's my favorite when you know people are on their phone and they're like explaining a column model. And they just do the abbreviations, and then I'm like, "Oh, you got the solid spruce top uh, tenor." They're like, "Well, how did you?" <laughs> he just read it out to me. You know, it's yeah. just like, um, "Well, thanks know. for keeping it fairly consistent through the years." You know, I mean, yes. there's been some changes here and there, but it's it's been fairly on. You know, I, like we've been selling SMHTs as long as I can remember. You know, there's the the ASAC T's turned into the SATs and whatnot, but you know, for the most part. Yeah, I was totally against that, man. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's something about consistency, right? Yeah. And searching names and being able to know. Yeah, and it should you should be able to denote what type of instrument it is from the model number. That yeah. was always my thing. Yeah. yeah. How's it changed, Mike, for, for you in the past, say, like five years even? Well, I think ukulele just kind of has reached new heights in terms of the popularity and the um, the impact it's had. I think it's brought so many new musicians into music that you know that otherwise may have missed missed out on um, kind of discovering music because ukulele is so uh, it's an engaging instrument. It's brought continue to bring so many people into into music. And I think that still is the key thing, is that the um, the instrument itself is very engaging, very welcoming. People are so you there's see just like a, a new vibe countries about it. 
taking on more or um, uh, I think yeah it's expanded there's it's literally all over the world now yeah and it's uh, there's a how many countries are you guys sending ukes to probably at least 50 um, nice. whether they're just to stores or to distributors but I think it's it's really literally everywhere it's and crazy it, uh, huh? yeah it transcends I mean it's not crazy but it's it's like it's cool that it's no I think it's there. really a universal instrument in that it's really transcending um, cultures and uh, any boundary I mean that, yeah. uh, and that's a wild thing when it you know kind of emanated out of where There's we are right all here, over the know. world that are you know right now being like this is perfect for what we need to teach a group of kids or you and know, they everybody seems to translate it just right into their own music or mm -hmm. their own situation you know no matter if it's culturally into their own music right, right. it seems to work um, yeah. and so that that's kind of a I don't know any other instruments that really do that I mean maybe percussion or drums or something but not a instrument with notes you know maybe piano I, but right 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 you, know, you don't think guitar would do that same thing or I think it could I think but I think uke is maybe just because of its size because even it's, more transcending yeah it, you know obviously a little easier to get going on it's um, less intimidating oh for sure yeah. accessible and the it, price and all that you know yeah. yeah, four versus six, steel versus nylon. You know, it's just a little bit more inviting for, you know, the starting starting point. But as far as I think people are now realizing that you can get complex. You can create emotion with this instrument. You know, you look at after Ukulele Festival, hearing Jake twice because he played the back tent and, yeah. and the front tent. Mm -hmm. But I got to hear him twice, and it's just hearing his Corey Fujimoto play the ukulele is so bad. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Blake. Whoa. What is it? Twin hole. Sorry, Mr. Fujimoto just walked through the door. There's this. Uh, there's a guy who plays on. I forgot his name, but he goes by something one string. But he, there's a tiny desk performance. Bushy one string. Yeah, yeah. From Africa. Just one string. And it's like if you can if you can make music with one string. It's like that's where it's at. You're telling a story, you're, you're creating your emotion, and it's just one string. So ukulele's got four of them. <laughs> you know, it's like you can definitely yeah, make some beautiful music. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, you just gotta, you just gotta love it. Get in, dive into it. We don't do summer nam, but maybe you guys can like fill us and the folks following us in on what what you guys showed this year, or I mean, just. Because Pat was telling me there was a new model. Yeah, there's a, a couple new super tenor. Um, yeah, like cedar zircote, like a solid zircote. Am I wrong? Um, no, it's we have an all solid mahogany, mahogany yeah. um, super tenor. So it's a 19, oh. 19 inch scale and. Okay, we've seen one of those. I think we. Did yeah, wide video. lower valve, right. and then that there was the um, solid spruce oh, with. I believe it's Pau Ferro back and sides. Could be Zeracote, but there's a uh, Zeracote Super Tenor with one? solid yeah. spruce. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, solid Pau Ferro with a cedar top. The, the okay, one that has I stand corrected. Uh, what I really like is the body size in the neck. It just, and then the, you know, the Which is like what Corey has in his hands right there. It's, 
exactly. It's an import version of that. Yeah. Body style, not the woods. And scale. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit wider on the lower bout there. Yes. It's a little more of, of a jumbo shape to it. I like it. Kind of, yeah. But the tone, man, that's what trips me out about this. That's why I have this pulled out. We've done sound samples on this before, but like, it just, it really, it, records well too, right? it just like, sounds awesome. And it's all maple, which to me, like, has commonly been like a really bright yeah. Well, and you do hear the brightness, but it's got that low end. It's got the body. It's got but the warmth. It's almost like it doesn't. It doesn't get muddy. Yes, yeah, that's, so that's like kind a lot of, of people the... liked maple for recording, but especially like sides and back. You know, with a spruce top on, like a, a lot of like nylon string guitars for studio pieces because of that articulation and not getting muddy. But then you guys did it with a even the beautiful flame maple top. No, I mean, it's such a common wood, and yet, you know, I mean... I mean, it's been used... You see so many in Koyuks, you see all these dark instruments, and that's great. I mean, but... Yeah. And maybe initially people are like, oh, you know, but once you hear it, it's like, whoa, there's something going on here. I've always had an affinity for the for the flame maple look, but um, talk about the new bracing system and how you guys ended up... Um, kind of changing things up with your elite line. I just know that we were not satisfied with the sound that we were getting, and um, <clears throat> and they were just experimenting our, our shop guys with different patterns, and that you know X bracing is pretty common, traditional. Yeah, sure. But I mean, once they did it on the. Um, Super tenor, it's it was like wow that really. I because I, I remember these there. were the first models you did that on. That yeah. And that Myrtle Spruce one. Yeah, and then we tried it on the regular tenors, and it yeah seemed to r- work really well. Um, and, and I so think the they entire even experimented now, right? with concert. Yeah, and I don't know if it's been implemented in the concert, but I mean it just seemed like a something a better to... system there. Yeah. Um, so it was really just messing with different pattern i mean there's I only mean, so not many only did do, it but... seem to open up the liveliness as far as right off the bat you know yeah i mean i think but also like they seem very well seated like they seem very structurally there's not like movements on the tops that you can see on a lot of instruments uh they seem very you know stable to last many years and and still it's done in a way that um you're getting a really um, a lot of body out of a small instrument so it can't be overbraced. so it's just kind of hitting those lines it's nice no exactly I mean it's and hopefully that yeah people enjoy it and like it it's I think it's I mean look at yeah Martin guitars I mean it, it's kind of it, it's a tried and true pattern but on ukes I was that BGM a little too loud sorry <laughs> why, don't, why don't we get a little sample we've been talking about this sound see that precision passing right there nice. <laughs> see that Aaron Rodgers pass were you a quarterback once oh yeah I got the scars to prove it mm-hmm. I feel like every quarterback breaks a collarbone yeah? so like easy every it's like chopsticks over here <laughs> so easy man it's the easiest bone I remember my brother 
like it was the Lelihua game. Yeah. And like they did a he had like a late hit, and then it wasn't even like a hit. It, they grabbed him and like somebody like shoved him down and just. Yeah, so we that's the way he landed because if he I landed straight up and down, so when the pressure when the guy landed on me, I could just hear it and feel like oh. Yeah, it was probably about like three hundred pounds or something too. Yeah. Right? Six five two fifty. That noise too. Mm. Yeah. Dave looks like he could have played some ball. Yeah. I played some football, but I mostly wrestled. Oh, uh, wrestler. Because yeah. I was horrible at that. Ba- only because I was like horrible that at basketball. Huh? Yeah. Want to just tie people up and make them beg? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but but when you grow but up maybe. in New Jersey and Staten <laughs> Island it's, it's good to have some extra skills <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you gotta make people laugh one or the other right Right. You know. or make them laugh as you're <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this show, one or the other both. <laughs> yeah. never yeah. look into a half Nelson yeah <laughs> alright let's hear this all flame maple tenor 19 inch scale So, you guys, you guys, thank you. You guys hear what I'm talking about? I'm not fluffing it up. I, I give you guys the truth, you know. And the Kala Elite line now is not to be trifled with. It is a serious contender in all realms most of ukulele. Impressive, like with this wood, I guess. Um, it's like it's it's not it's like right in the middle of bright and like warm. warm. Yeah. But then with some especially spruce like if you really dig into it and you want to get more volume you can get like really harsh well, I, I wonder like, if it's because of what you usually match up spruce with with as far as the back and size because this is all maple so well, it's like it's yeah. great because we have the opportunity now to try a new model that they've just released for the elite line and that has um spruce and also an, an ultimate tone wood for the side and back ebony gorgeous ebony on these we got a number of different models we're about to be putting up check us out like um i'm gonna strum kind of hard so if you i don't want to blow everybody's ears 
Oh, blow me away, buddy. That's called dynamics. But it doesn't ever get muddy. It's still really clear, but it's like, I just spit. I saw it in the light. It was like, pew. That's how good the hook was. He's salivating. Make Corey drool. You know, I love, I love this tone, but it's just like, you know, like we meet those people like, oh, sounds much like a guitar. And I was like, why, why, why you turn off by this? Like, you don't like the sound of guitar? Okay, fine. But then it's just like it's, it's kind of weird. Like when they're looking at a super tenor, I'm like, what? You're, you're looking at the bigger thing. You can make something that size. Sound yeah. like it reminds people of basically the, the same type of instrument, but like twice as large. That's kind of a good thing. It's like wow. Then you know it sounds huge yeah. for its size, but it does have a guitar sound. Um, I want to hear though compare it with this torrified spruce. So um, maybe one of you guys can talk to that, speak to the torrification and um, why why you decided to offer this model with it. Sounded I'm trying cool. to remember why. <laughs> uh, I think it was it was really as much to do with the the color of the top. I mean, I know that sounds Yeah, it looks it, but, well, but I mean, I, it looks almost like you cedar could put regular at first spruce plan. on there, but we yeah. had some torrified yeah. spruce sets and we were like, well, let's this looks really good when you laid it against the uh, Macassar Ebony. Well, people are, are you know, they'll, they'll argue about whether, you know, how much it affects the tone or, oh, will it become better sounding after that or does it matter and stuff like that. But originally, I think it was designed to emulate these um, custom builders that were building like the pre-war, you know, era style instruments trying to make these like look as vintage authentic as possible brand new right yeah. um and and it it does it takes like i don't know about what it exactly it does uh, you know to the tone i mean you know people talk about how it does that same sort of aging thing to it but looks wise it definitely looks like 40 year old spruce yeah i, I don't i don't know about the tone i, I just think that it looks because cool. i i was like well let's put a cedar top on it because that's kind of a color it is but it's no there's it's real like, reasons why like bourgeois and different people are all about like bourgeois. you know tonally the <laughs> yeah um but no, you I know there's tonal reasons why people love it you know yeah but uh but you know it's always hard to quantify those kind of things like is it 17 percent better sounding <laughs> what does that mean that's very subjective <laughs> listen to it yes
comparing with the maple, I just hear like a whole lot more complex overtones going on with this one, you know. What do you guys hear? A lot of the bass realm, uh, you know. The, the notes are hanging out longer. Yeah, a lot the, of sustain. Yeah, the maple kind of like lets it out. You hear the note very clear and then it, it's gone. But with this, you kind of hear it yeah. green. And making and, more music. And there's inside. more than yeah, just yeah, the yeah, fundamental yeah. tones. There's a lot going on that just um, makes for a really beautiful, complex overtone to the. Yeah, but especially. It, you, but you still hear the the wideness, the big, like the full sound on both. You know, they're coming in. Yeah, full. I wouldn't say like that. This one necessarily is louder. I don't know. What do you think, Corey? It's a little louder. A little louder. I mean, so you that would... one was a little warmer. Which was, I thought this one was going to be a little bit warmer. No, but the ebony also, I think, just adds that really... Because, you know, it's like the note articulation. It's very... Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. And it's good for... Um, I think it's really good for classical mm. music. Because yeah, you, you need that that nice clarity. Yeah, he- hearing each note uh, nicely. Yeah. I like how you guys went with the UPTs on this one. How long has the uh, Elite line been out now? Oh, gosh. But three? It's been years. about actually Four? five years. Five years already? Yeah. God, man, time flies because it's like, I, I would have wow. said like three or four years ago. But oh, I mean, no. five or Because it's kind of like gone. I mean, and you guys move shop. Like We're we visible for about a year or two, so that might, might explain why it, it seems like it's shorter. What yeah, and it was. Launch, it we was didn't really launch it with a big explosion of yeah. marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we were probably among the first to show. Oh, absolutely. The USA stuff. You guys were. No, you guys were the first supporters, and thank you for that because you really did give it. A, you took something that was untested, and you know we've we've gone through a lot of. It's been a long process, I and mean, we we're an import company that decided to make American-made ukuleles. I mean. We did everything the opposite way. So yeah. after five years now, but what's what's been uh, the overall like um, where where you're at with it as far as I mean is it is it just gonna get more intense as far as more models? Or are you gonna keep kind of like just keep trying new things? I and feel like 2019. I wish you could just start fresh. I don't know because like I feel like you finally like nailed it. But like, sorry, <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive. Uh, no, I mean I've I've loved I've loved what you've done through the line and there's been amazing sounding instruments that have come through of course but it's like as you kind of find your way then it's like i don't know it's 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 uh yeah it's it's just there it's been I think. more of a, a labor of love than anything because it's um it's a lot of work and we're not myself dave pat we're not builders but we you know we're informing the guys that are building what the feedback is and what we think would work what sounds good and we've um, we've been able to work with them too yeah um, i mean yeah. you guys have been instrumental in, in really if it it seems that if it works for you guys it's going to work for well, Andrew, a lot let of me people. say this is that a lot of what we have to do is go back to someone like you that all of you guys have great ears and at the end of the day if it works for you then then it works and then getting that constant feedback, you guys have been great in giving that to yeah. us. I mean, I really I mean, do I, appreciate I, it. I feel like Mike Mike knows what's up. And, you know, there's a, all you guys do, too. As far as, like, seeing the line develop, though, you know, and I'm sure, like, you're pleased to, 
to see where you're at at this point. I mean, you, and I've seen you gone through a, a few different, you know, managers of, of the Luthier team there and stuff and just, um, but I'm really pleased with all of the instruments we've been getting lately. <clears throat> well, what you're doing now is the most important thing. So I think we're, <laughs> you know, I'm encouraged to hear the feedback on these new models. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's different because we're, we're on the mainland and you've got so many iconic brands here in Hawaii uh, that... How do you stand out? So or, we, we have yeah. to find a kind of a, a little different path. So no, yeah. we've got our, our Koa instruments, but I think instruments like, like this and the maple and... And I think that like the one like the, the Sunburst Elite, the all maple Sunburst, like something like yeah. that too. Because being in the store... You know, like trying to sell something that's oh, yeah, I think sold. Yeah, so it's it's, it's right sold away. R- right away too. But you know, when you have an Alcoa, but then you have you know all the Hawaiian brands, it's like in order to yeah, you, you know, it's just in you put it on you put it on this playing field of like, you know, the customer kind of is looking for Hawaiian made. You yeah. know, they they kind of want that. But then when you when you bring out stuff like like that maple one that's just so gorgeous, like you're just kind of kind of shift the you know perspective a little bit it's not just a cool instrument but like oh my eyes are just gravitated to it like you know looking at it and yeah. that, that was my experience with that sunburst is like i kept grabbing it because i just like the look yeah. of that one i so. mean yeah and we okay we're on the west coast so there's a there's yeah. a lot of woods there like some of the myrtle myrtle yeah, wood yeah. Yeah. instruments yeah, like we're doing variety of woods that you, you can and we want to use some local woods so excellent you know, we've got some nice woods. sink of redwood and some walnut stuff that's really close to where you know that grows around where we live yeah to want to use that but you know definitely koa is the go-to ukulele i mean tone wood but right. i mean there's a lot of other options yeah. so with For models sure. like this it kind of opens everybody else's eyes like oh this is yeah, there's so much more. There's so much more. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we're for... we're going to be a different customer than somebody like a store in Europe, maybe or something. Like, I mean, for a lot of people, they're like, if you're going to get a good uke, it's got to be koa. Yeah, you know? like but the then purists are going to be like for our customer, it's like, cool. well, if I'm going to get koa, I'll probably get a Hawaiian uke. But if I'm going to just search for, you know, ultimate tone woods and shop in that direction, then everything's game, you know. Mm. And uh, and then there's some people that are gonna just think it's it's cool to you know feature woods from the Northwest or whatever. I mean, you know, every region has some. But I think that's part woods. of part of the you know what's cool because you're you're a luthier in like where we are, Petaluma, and you're using. If it was a hundred years ago, you'd be using the woods exactly. that were right around. Yeah, you. That's all you got. If you were in <laughs> Seattle, you'd be using yeah. you know spruce and cedar and maples or whatever you could get your hands what on. What do they so, use in Portugal? Yeah. I, well, yeah, you're using your local wood. So I think that yeah. that really is, you know, still yeah. holds true today. That's the only reason why ukes are, were built with koa. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they could chop yeah. down, you know. Now, they also like that, like, you know, we they had able to show people the, what other woods could sound like and just not koa. Yeah, they sound the pretty good. Of the no, they sound great. They sound amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you guys Things have been like doing. That, for the opening last their ears years. and eyes to new options. Hey, have you ever thought about making a elite thin body? That'd be cool. 
I just uh, just because you know what I always asked that question before. That's a great question. Like a travel. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that come in the shop that um, I think question. are like they they become fans of the the travel. Like they, they'll have a friend like oh I'm, I've been wanting to get one, yeah. and I think I'll it's great that you guys came out with one. the exotic mahogany. Just another option, a little bit more affordable. But I I feel like maybe there should be one more above the spruce top. Like get give it to that next yeah. level. You know I think there could be something there. <laughs> I think part of it is um, like I was I've been dealing with this one lady who uh, likes the thin body because of shoulder issues that she's having and it's reaching around mm. and so now she's custom ordering one of the Connie Leas that has the arm bevel for that same reason that she felt uh. so she went down to like a concert from her tenor and then got the bevel but what she wanted well what she was asking for was like you know a nice thin body but then you know I mean, there's a there would be a market for that. I travel is my favorite instrument that we make, and we make a lot of instruments. And that question, no one has asked yet, and I haven't even thought about it. But that's something that we really need to think about. But I mean, it's it's not a simple instrument to make. No, for sure. No, but but that's <laughs> but it, it's bright. The the currently we have the the exotic mahogany, yep. we have the spruce, and yep. it's it really projects. And yeah. and that's why our, our conversation in the store ends up being kind of informing the customer when they pick it up and they strum it, they're like, wow, this is a lot more sound than I expected. But it has the curved back, right? The yeah. nice arch spruce back, top. and then uh, the spruce top. So, and I think a thinner body, I don't know, this is just my thinking over the years, but it seems that it just pushes out the sound faster. And that's kind of gives it more, that more projecting yeah. effect. I don't know if that's the truth, the, you know, the truth of what's going on. But like when you have a full body, I feel like the sound kind of lingers in inside of there and then kind of pushes out. But with a thinner body, it's kind of like it's going in and then going right back out. I was talking to Ty. It was a, it is that Ty um, Rivera. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like it comes down to like a physics um, oh, kind of oh, thing because because the depth. You know, you cut it in half. There's um, less. Yeah, less less room less for the room sound, for the sound to travel. So yeah, yeah. we yeah. we got a Yukin today from this guy that builds in Canada, Jake Peters, and um, it's a eight string steel string tenor body, but it's like about half half the width. Oh. But um, I would think like maybe like you could start it off without having to do all that much work by um, because it's the same molds and everything. It's really the just with how thick your sides are. Um, so that's just cutting your sides thinner and thinner. And you can, ex- like, I remember Noah did it at one point with his CS models where there was like four or five different models in gradations in terms of um, listening back, you know, and seeing what you want to go with. But it's a fairly simple thing to do without, if you're not going to try to emulate exactly what the travel series is, because it's like a, a laminate pressed back kind of a deal that's yeah. would be entirely have different. you guys heard of it called as the pancake model yes yeah. Yeah. okay okay i was like here I, I heard that the first time the other day someone was like i got the pancake column I'm like the what <laughs> pancake column <laughs> what are you talking about i've heard that for several years oh see that this was the, my first experience so you guys you are already used to it. No, we have a we have a lot of we have a surfing a lot of professional surfers that like the the pancake model the travel you and that's okay. the first time i heard that term used pancake okay. yeah <laughs> okay gotcha I, I didn't know if this lady kind of just coined it herself she was, I was like pancake I heard it yeah I heard it once and then I was like, like where's the syrup <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I realized like oh it's the, the first time I heard it uh, Roy Sakuma oh really called it the pancake he, he called goes, it the pancake too yeah the, the, 
he said somebody else told him, oh, the pancake model. But, I mean, that's the first I heard it. Right. No, you know, like about, where, it, where it started, yeah. You know, I don't know, eight, ten years ago That's, or that's crazy. So. That's funny how it kind of transcends because none of the call-out guys called it, coined it pancake, but no. some, somewhere along the lines, pancake. And only here. Only, yeah, only, only in here. Yeah. yeah. Never Nowhere in the mainland has been called no. a pancake. It's wow. a local thing. Uh. <laughs> 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 what was the... The lap steel was the frying pan, right? I wonder where that comes from. I never heard it. Lap steel pancake. Why? Why pancake? Just because it's you know oh, yeah. the thickness of a pancake. Yeah. I I I call it the thickness of a deck of cards. That's a, that's what I compare it to as far as the thickness. But I guess you know double decker pancake. Uh huh. It's the same. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, I'm getting hungry. Oh, yeah, hungry, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You got a cool pancake house right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go chemos for uh, breakfast tomorrow. So, you know, I was looking Ooh, at your guys' website know. last night, and I was noticing how nice it's become so nice. and continue to become. So I, I, I went and I looked up this model, and you guys have, like, numerous different ones of the exact same one with picture-specific models there. And you can select from the drop-down the serial number, and then it highlights these... And each one being different, and each one cut out looks like a Photoshop. It looks like some real time and attention here, <laughs> towards like getting the end customer great. sale. It's great, but it's not great. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm just trying to understand the future because I, I I see like vendors starting to do that. With I've talked to some of their. Dealers I love the conversation here. because we constantly talk, Mike and I, about why do things take so long. Well, because there's a lot of because this takes time, and you know this better than anyone. And actually, when I visited here several years ago, I saw all your gear, and this gear was here for a reason. You guys take great pictures, and a long time ago, I used to buy and sell, um, and and sell on the internet. And I would take the the thing that I would really focus on was taking great great pictures, and if you're going to buy online, you have to be able to see it. The thing what we do for a living is we're, we're selling things that you can hear. So you also have to have a good sound sample. So we have to be able to look at the instrument. It looks beautiful. We have to hear it. But the visuals can't be understated. So there's a lot. We have two individuals on staff that video and, and take photographs, and they put a lot of time and attention because at the end of the day, if you're going to buy something online, I mean, no, I how mean, do you make a buying me, decision I, I unless you want to see it, right? I mean, that... that yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Would, buy, you know, maybe. Bam. But I'm it just wondering. I'm wondering. I mean, they're all. It's all different. I mean, that one is beautiful, man. That, Certainly, these these all. But they're all. Different. In order to be sold, they should be sold picture specific because absolutely. the nature of what we're talking about here and the level of the instrument. It's not so much that it's just looking at the manufacturer and feeling like they're kicking your butt in terms of like. Like, you guys are. Um, I mean, have been trusty partners of ours for many years, and um, we definitely appreciate it. But I also, I feel like you're also like probably our biggest competitor in in terms of being a professional outlet to choose your instrument from, your call from, if you will. I mean, there's a number of different good dealers out there, of course, and everybody's you know. But there's only one ukulele. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. Like, okay, so we do this sample and. And we list it and it's going to sell. But then the samples up there, people are like, man, that thing sounds great. But we don't have it in stock. Hey, Pat, can we get that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting Okay. So we don't see this for another month and a half. Meanwhile, you guys have four 
on your website at all times, of course. So it's like the promotional effort that like we put in here, it's like, I don't know. I'm just wondering where the line or how you guys figure out how to like not piss off people like me too, you know? I mean, not like it would make that much of a difference in the sense that I'm going to carry what I want to carry. And if it's good, I'm going to carry it for my customers. But in terms of people like me, how do you walk that line in terms of like offering the end customer this quality service and saying that you're going to, you know, be um, a uh, there for the dealers, you know, primarily? That's a great question. And we've thought a lot about it. And we treaded very carefully before we decided to sell anything online. Really, we make 99% of our revenue through our dealers. You have been prolific in terms of selling the higher end instruments. But here's our our challenge is is that you are one of a million guys that do what you do. Most of our dealers don't have the resources to to sell higher end instruments with sound samples and great visuals like you do. So as a result of that, we're but not really guys... having our day in court, but here's the thing, we're selling our instruments at at a high percentage above map and in terms of stock issues then we just have to we just have to communicate better and faster in terms of making sure you have yeah. the stock that you need because I don't want to we're not looking to compete with you. You're going to you're going to ideally serve us like we we have this flow yeah. of the the instruments i mean it's just it's it doesn't always work out like that and sometimes things are more popular than we can perceive and it's logistics have, yeah you know, it's all where logistics. we ship to hawaii but, in the mainland but you know. it's also the fact that like um it's not just logistics in the sense that like this line is going to continue to be popular and pick up over the next few years and you guys will get to a point to where more than just you know uh your app you know your your store like myself that's gonna be really 100 percent ukulele and all into it is going to be supporting it and you'll have other other people in places but you're you're in petaluma california building there's a finite amount of production you're gonna be able to come out with too you know so we're talking just and you're talking about the elites this is what the conversation and, and yeah is. the conversation is just about the elites but um but I, I guess the question that I'm getting to is like, um, I'm, I'm, I, or maybe I'm wondering is like, if that's kind of built in, like, because you guys' prices are really good. So it's like, is it is it partially like knowing that like a percentage of the sales are going to come direct so you can afford to kind of do that? Like if if all of the elite sales went to at, went to at dealer pricing to dealers, would it, is that business model work or is that kind of built into it well because it's got to work for everybody on all ends you what's know? not and sustainable and what what's not sustainable is selling working in california and yeah. if you can guess what the taxes are and the I cost mean, of living is must be really high it absolutely as it in is rents and all. i think that what what we're realizing is is that uh if we're going to continue and be successful we need to keep making beautiful instruments, the best possible instruments. It's not going to be a cheap date. And so in that sense that I think that uh, our What's dealers that our, our dealers, our dealers, are going to be able, if they understand 
we're not going to sell a $700 or $500 American-made instrument. I don't know how to do that. Um, I, I help Mike run the company. I don't know where to find people that I mean, can you, work under minimum wage. That's what you guys have been wage. trying to do. Maybe yeah. it's been a lost leader, you know. I, go ahead, Mike. You yeah, I mean, really, it's been more of a passion. It, it's, it, it, that's it, exactly it didn't start right. out, it wasn't like, wow, we just want to make money doing this thing. It was like, we really want to do this. We want to build instruments ourselves. We feel like we can do it. It's going to add to kind of complete the, the company and what we can do. Yeah. Now it's come into the now that people like them and we're building more, it, it does come into you've got to support it. Yeah. And it's got to, you know, and I think. We want to keep the lights on with that part of our company. We're not going to enrich ourselves with the United States production at this point, but we do want it to at least be sustainable. Yeah. And it helps. I, I mean, this yeah. place here is primarily paid for through the import line. Uh, as far as I mean, we're in the um, building where Koalau Customs are built. But um, if it wasn't for the Pono line kind of subsidizing it, uh, sure. it would be in Noah's garage where <laughs> Koalau's were built or whatever. I, you know, I mean, yeah. it's not same. like he wouldn't still it's be making the same. amazing we're on the same music. Page. Yeah. It's exactly the same. Yeah. But, yeah okay. but there's a. You know, it's like we had to do it because it, it was just who we were. We, I could not do it, and it, it adds to the whole the whole company. I mean, it's like we and, wanted to be kind of a complete company. And they can contact you guys and ask all these things. Sure. And if you're going to spend an hour with a customer that you guys are talking with, it kind of seems natural. If you want to buy it, you can. And it's going to be a little more expensive, but there is the dealers that are going to, you know, they're going to yeah. be honest. You can buy a $2,000 instrument. You can buy a $39.99 instrument from Kala. It's a, we have expanded our audience. We've expanded our price point. I mean, we're trying to cover a lot of ground in terms of instruments and maybe, maybe it's too much ground, but I don't know. I, I think the category ukulele itself has expanded so dramatically that from the very bottom price point to get people into playing to people that have been playing some time that have the resources to purchase a expensive instrument it's all it's all who we are we're, we're in the that our customers are that vast and wide that we feel like we have to build this but in terms of you know back to selling i think we have a very limited customer base that's selling the elites because frankly we can't produce enough we've learned how to you make know. good instruments we haven't learned how to make a lot of them quickly well, and I that's mean, because they that's because if you're going to make I mean, really good instruments yeah. we're not we're not automated we don't have robots we have real human beings that and, and there's nothing against automation but right now but I, at some yeah. point you guys decided to become a dealer for elites yes and it's it's like i looked there's like an msrp and then you guys just it's like i'm on the manufacturer website what is manufacturer suggested retail price if the manufacturer is like right it's it's isn't it listed above map so no i well okay what is msrp explain what what it is it's bullshit. 
it's the one you cross off. <laughs> Thank you. No, good. Uh, like what you were saying uh, is like you're not just a, a company just doing it for money, which is why you have this. I mean, it's a suggested line, retail yeah. price. I, I, I think really I'm going to do a shameless, absolutely shameless commercial. It's like you buy it even at our suggested retail price, you're getting a ridiculous deal. If we just shut the lights off today, we would be making money. We're, you're, the no, product I, takes everybody like a understands yeah. that. But then, like, you know, like we will put on our website. Look, the manufacturer's suggested retail price is one ninety nine ninety nine, but yeah. we're selling it for one forty nine ninety nine. But then you go onto the manufacturer's website and it shows manufacturer's suggested retail price one ninety nine ninety nine. We're selling it for one fifty nine. It's like, well, who's suggesting what? But you know. I'm just it's just kind of the the way everybody's done it and yeah. but I really we're operating at a, at map mean is more significant of that's the reality yeah. in, in today's day and age is yeah. what what yeah, everybody's yeah. it's the street price map whatever you want to call it is what everybody's operating at it works really I think you well. do retail to 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 offer a discount and go look how Nice exactly. we are to you to offer this big discount. I mean, you could inflate retail and then discount fifty percent and go, look how nice we are. But it's it's just a bunch of it's it's BS. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I used to. I was talking about that earlier. As far as I used to walk into Music Mac uh, when it was here in Hawaii um, before we had the Guitar Center and. But anyways, with their severe discounts, yeah, there, there would be there would be a you know a huge price tag about the size of a piece of paper. It'll be like one it was probably price a piece of paper slashed off. You know, another price slashed off. And then when I saw the last one, I'm like, wow, look at all that money I saved. And it, it, it does make sense. And it does make sense in the sense where the there is someone that is yeah. willing to pay for that because there's models out there that actually do cost that much and yeah but was that I mean, was that I, only I, price I, cuts on the, the I mean music I understand all yeah, that yeah. <laughs> I guess the point is like you know it used to be to where manufacturers had websites that just had the manufacturer's suggested retail price on there and maybe it's built into the the e-commerce no I think it's the direction of the future the the big will eat the little and we're gonna just fight our way through it without getting swallowed but i think like you're gonna have more and more it's gonna be like amazon and a few different people selling a ton of stuff and then the manufacturers are gonna figure out how to con connect with the you know end what users i think more the one thing that ever. will survive is the companies that will talk to you because mm. every time you get to a company and you get to a phone call that's going to be like for blah 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 press yeah. three four two and you go through the same thing someone just hangs up and is pissed off you know what talking to humans is makes a big difference oh I, huge I feel you like. know, that can make or break I'll take that to heart because I think oh. you're absolutely correct with that and and when you think about it Zach there's such a lot there's larger companies they don't do that but they can do they have the resources yeah they do and that's what's kind of irritating I'm like like we deal with FedEx and UPS and sometimes I just want to talk to someone about a pack I don't want to have to listen to five different like um, um, machines to to get to the point where I want to get to you know someone else could just like press another button that works there no the communication part is like they they try less on communication communication is crucial no I think that the reason this resonates for me is because 
I hate that too. Yeah. And I go crazy with my salespeople. Pick up the phone. I want people to talk on yeah, the phone. Yeah, talk it. Yeah. Or I mean, get up and go talk to somebody. We're eventually going to have robots faster. building the ukes, so we got to do something. <laughs> something. People got to. Yeah, what are we going to do with people? They got to do something, right? Hey, I want you to talk about that, actually, Mike. What have you seen coming up, in, in especially in Asia and the factories? Because you've been going to these factories for many, many years now. And it's getting kind of impressive in terms of uh, the level of automation. And, I mean, the, I, you know, it's kind of uh, um, less glamorous than saying handmade or, you know. But Keywords the consistency kind of is nice, I got to say. It's nice to yeah, get a consistent product. Yeah, I wouldn't say product. the majority of factories have automated, but certainly the, the larger ones and the ones that have been around a little bit longer have realized that uh, that they have to... I mean, number one, there is a labor shortage there, or maybe it's people are less willing to do that type of work. It's very physical, um, woodworking, and, um, and frankly, you know, a machine can do it the same every time. I mean, you look at Taylor as a prime example. Of, I think Taylor kind of um, set the pace for a lot of people, or, you know, set the model for people in terms of a factory made instrument highly automated that consistently sounds great i know as far as call is concerned that that has helped tremendously with the consistency in terms of uh the elite line well no not not elite at all imports if we're talking about um, factories in asia it's the the automation has led to right 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 i was talking about that but then i was kind of thinking that because I know you worked with Bob on getting your guys UV finish and stuff like that well yeah I mean and I I know also you kind of like reviewed lean and different methods of manufacturing yeah I mean the elites are completely hand-built I mean I would say there's uh I mean we use jigs and tools but but they're really truly a hand-built instrument um, but you're talking about next level robot arms picking up the instrument to <laughs> Wait, buff it out. Um, can, I, can I ask a quick question? Sorry to interrupt. Because um, I found myself stumbling trying to explain this to a customer. They're like, is this hand built? And I'm like, when I. Uh, the elites far, or the imports? Uh, the imports. When I, when I, when, then when I started thinking hand built, I'm like, I know there's hands involved, but like how much. <laughs> Like what is what what does hand built actually mean? Because sometimes I get a little bit confused on uh, explaining. Getting kind of vague because there's definitely hands involved. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's absolutely both. It's Aratani would always say it. They're all hand built. And I was like, yeah, I mean, they're partially made by machine, but it's like somebody has to. Control right. So what do you think a customer is actually asking when they say, "Is this hand built?" It's in a garage like, or in all some hands, kind of shack, no tools. Guy cutting wood with a saw I mean like if it I was completely hand built yeah it would be a couple thousand dollars for MKS you know I mean well yeah and that's, I mean, what I, that, that's what I, that's what I'm kind of curious because I, I didn't yeah. ask them like are you talking yes, about did Mike they Upton use machines made it with his hand yeah <laughs> right that's, I mean, that, and that's what I want to I want to qualify the question I wonder what they're thinking are they I wonder I wonder if they're thinking does this speak to the issue of quality right. regarding the hand or the machine It is but then and, and I think that the best way to answer it is that is with a question what do you mean by that are do you is this speaking to the quality and they're saying yeah I want an instrument that has the best quality and uh, do you equate quality with hands yes I do then you're then you're partially correct because a, a machine certain machines will have the same results all the time 
and there's absolute um, precision. <laughs> I'm thinking no, I just say, right? yeah, of course, check yeah. it out, hand built. <laughs> so, but here's the thing: it's a sec. It's come on, guys. It's sexier to say it's hand built because no matter, even though I'm right, the customer thinks this. I mean, and you're trying to battle the customer's variations right? of how much of your hands. It's like back before there were jigs. Was it more handmade? When well, wasn't that like, term handmade? Wasn't that more of like. It's like marketing and stuff. E- like, every oh, yeah, step along the way has been to make it more consistent. You, you know what? I'd rather be. dig a fifty-foot hole with a sh- <laughs> with a spat with a little uh, spatula than a jackhammer, because I, I want the quality of the hole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Let's think this through a little. I bit. know that jackhammer is just taking out everything. Come yeah. on. But but I do think. But here's we're the thing. I think we're spooning our grave to, here yeah. in terms of the in terms of the uh, precision. Yes. And. Uh, where a machine can a, can a what part can a machine do? I think what a machine can do are the things that the things that require like a millimeter of sanding or something that last bit of finishing. A machine can't do that at this point. Maybe at some point it will, but there's a lot that it can do to help quicken the process. And that may, might be a better answer. I don't know. I mean, because it's it's been a long time since I've just been building. But it's like even when I was, it was like you know nowhere near um even what they're doing now with koalau in terms of cnc work and stuff so yeah so wait if you use a cnc you're not hand built yeah you know so what I mean? that's what uh, i mean almost everybody's doing a cnc neck at so this point at I, least I, I guess i'm asking down. you andrew what and do you want me to tell our customers what do you want me to tell our customers when they ask hand is this hand built hell yes. yeah hell yeah human hands yeah, <laughs> well, I can made? say with the elites, with, without people, absolutely elites are built. Uh, other than the necks, um, are with with hands. And, but I think the only reason that is is because I think we need to understand we're still learning how to build. First, you want to learn how to do it right. Once you learn how to do it right, then you can do it fast. And then when you, teach you do the it right, you can have you can right. you can't <laughs> en- you have to enter the data into the CNC machine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can, you have to make sure that ah, and there's you still something upgrade. beyond all that, you know. No, and but I, I, I mean, think you guys will still have the the luthier tap. Everything is completely hand done except you know the neck is uh, yeah CNC'd, but I mean everything else is completely hand done. And and frankly, I'd I'd like to automate. A lot sure. more because it would save sure. save yeah. costs, and um, that's just a good thing to to economize in that way. But but this is where we're at. I mean, we're, yeah. and, and you know, we're just trying to keep up with demand, and and then. But it has been changing a lot in terms of like uh, some of the Asian factories and their level of automation. No, they're they're automating because they they just can't keep the workforce to the you know for some of the hard woodworking, and then you get into finishing spraying for sure the you know uh, spray ro- robots and uh, even buffing and sanding now you're seeing automatic sanders because that's that's one of the most physical jobs is the sanding i mean that just is and to don- be done consistently correct yeah, yeah you, so you're not over sanding these robots will do uh just a perfect job but with the time, elites you if know? you want the romance and your vision of somebody with a plane and the curly wood that's happening in California, right? Right, now. right. That slow mo shot with all the yeah, yeah. No, that part of that is that that's an absolute reality. I right mean, now. I look at some of the import models, and I don't think they're far off from uh, that same sort of romance. Yeah, bromance. <laughs> bromance. <laughs> However, you feel towards your instrument. Well, I mean, well, there's something to say about how consistent the colors are because every time I grab a STG or SMHT, 
I know exactly what I'm going to get. Like as that far last as all solid flame <clears throat> maple import. That thing is pretty sexy. I mean, the yeah. wood Paduke yeah. bindings and premium solid very, flame. Very tasteful. Can't Can imagine there not being some human hands involved in making that thing. Oh, there is. There yeah. absolutely is. But there's certain processes that are automated, and the higher precision, the higher precision thing is. There's there's a certain amount of hand. There's a lot of hand sanding that goes on. Um, yeah, I mean, they, the robots still can't get into those corners and uh, you know do some of the the fine and of yeah. course binding or the final setup appointments and stuff. Assembly, you know. But yeah. the cutting, the cutting of wood, the bending of side, you know, um, and most it's just of the, the next you know. step from when we invented band saws and drum sanders and all of the, you know, I mean, it's, it's nothing, that is, uh, I mean, it's just tools to get better. And, you know, when I think back to these music Mac ukes that Honer was putting out when you first moved <laughs> over here, Mike that you were slanging there that was some sad stuff compared to like what you got going on now for the same price yeah i, I had uh i found one somewhere no and way. it was pretty bad yeah but, like, but it was better than a lot of things that were around at the time and so <laughs> well, but yeah. you know we had Maybe, we had to do a lot of yeah. quick improvements because um you know coming here it, it was expected you know they weren't horrible they just weren't $300 ukes by today's standards if you look at a $300 collar now compared to what no, I, I don't think point. people realize the quality that they're getting no um, they don't they 100% don't because I mean not not just with our brand but a lot of other brands sure and people it, almost want to demonize like what China's doing no, in terms I mean, of production but it's like they're doing a great we're job we're the beneficiaries oh, yeah. of super good job and I, I, I have to def, def, defend China all the time because like sometimes people and a lot of our People too are there working with them. I mean, we're yeah, I know, I know. That's but a good I, point, Andrew. And, That's a good point. And but you can I, buy I just a get Hawaiian made offended instrument when people here <coughs> made by a Chinese person living in Hawaii. But when people say like, <laughs> "Oh, I don't want that China-made stuff," I'm like, "Look at what you're wearing," or like, "What is your phone? Where does your phone well, come you from?" Your, I know uh, the shirt on your back. Your I know. Like, I mean, like, I would shoes? like to like I could see. I know it's made in China. You can look at the Apple products and see there's some precision happening. In those factories, well, it's just it just kind of it just kind of hurts. It's when the whole gamut, complains. you know. But and, the intellectual I mean, authority happened here. Originally, it was done with human hands, and there's precision. And again, you can't enter the data in until in the and the the stats and the what do you mean by that? You, the I intellectual guess, authority. I mean, I guess the issue is is that somebody has to design the instrument, uh, and before you can automate it, someone has to think about it and create it. So sure. the, that when I say intellectual authority. Somebody created it, and then from that point, and created the design, and then at that point, you can hand it over to. We have to put the data in the in the. So you guys see what there. you're going to come up on now. We have a, uh, not a full container, partial container coming over from Maloa direct to us, here, and and I think like, as much as we're like facing our challenges on our side, you guys are going to face your challenges on your side by more and more companies over there reaching out directly instead of uh, manufacturers but to music stores individually even so it's gonna it's gonna I don't know have you thought about that wow. or has that been something that you even want to think about <laughs> I want it no, that's a great question we see it all the time I mean so yeah. I mean I mean there's stores with their you know own branded 
you know, especially with entry level stuff where it's like but you can. You know what? Like like how what I was saying earlier about the human aspect, I feel like Kala and everyone at Kala, I, I feel like they do enough on the communication side to where as much as markets can change and whatnot, I feel I always feel like if you're going to talk to the the customer service side is going to be your your end point. You know, someone's going to have to make that sale at the end. Someone's going to have to want it. But as far as the the, the overall, um, even like the backs, like the warranty side, the communication side, someone wanting to get in touch with you. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff I think will transcend more than maybe some of the prices and trends because I feel like customers want someone to talk to. They want someone to... To, to hear it from you know what it's, yeah, and it's just like, like you have to we're you, kind of young in the in the market in a sense that it's been only been in the last five years or so that a lot of markets have picked up distributors for ukulele at all you know so it's like at what point do they not just start communicating directly with factories and call it by a different name yeah but who's gonna and contact all of the groundwork that you no, 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 it's not that. But, like, every dealer just like us is going to NAM, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, we're having these conversations that led to us picking up a container of instruments directly from them. But, and you know, I mean, obviously not every company is going to be as forward-looking as, as us maybe in this realm. But, you know, I mean, it's something for you guys to continue to think about, especially... I would think when it comes to distributors and people buying large amounts, people that, I mean, there's a lot of people um, like us even that like enjoy the cash flow side of not investing in stuff by the container and trying to get, you know, things on that level. It's hard to do. It's just hard to do. Um, I hear some static going on. Huh? You know what? I, my, my headphones almost fell and I grabbed it really fast. That was me. Did I hear that? You never know. Maybe uh, the Chinese are developing customer service robots <laughs> with artificial intelligence, and they just learn. There's no way they, they can answer a question. Yeah. Like, Not yet. Hey, hey, robot. What's your favorite tone wood? <laughs> uh, let me check. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, like, I'll get back to you. The internet. And how much have we seen the uh, global market economy? Yeah, Battery? Yeah, in there. Change over the last five like, years. If you want them to answer, it's, it's going to have to come. Ten years. No, wait. That would be a good time to qualify the question and to understand it better because it sounds like maybe you can help me from what you heard. It sounded like you were saying, what do you think about Chinese factories going directly to the end user or to the dealer? Is that what you're talking I'm just, about? Well, I, I'm just looking at the what's I mean, going to happen. You just said you're going to get a container of... I mean, that we're Chinese an example use of a brand that I know and I yeah. know where they're made at a greatly reduced price. It's and, kind of amazing. And then you're going to sell them to an end user with quite a bit of margin in there. So, I mean, to us, wow, you know, I, I, so, I've spent 15 years promoting a brand from nothing and going to China, you know, I don't know, 60, know. 70 times. To, to literally, when they never knew anything about ukulele, to teach them or be part of the teaching process as to how to build an ukulele and bring in a brand that seeded many other brands to start. Now, I'm not claiming to have 
I mean, the Hawaiian brands were here. But as far as an import line, we were one of the first, and first with Lanikai when I was with Honor starting in 1998, and then with Kala to literally get ukulele going and especially in china to get them built right i mean bringing a martin tenor a martin soprano to because they had no idea they thought they were building a small guitar they use the same braces the same tops the same wood yeah. and they were building a small guitar and to educate them trip after trip to how to build an ukulele which so which the investment energy personal investment yeah. in my life and mm. hours spent I, that's how I that. feel when and I... And then to see, I mean, to, you know, so there, there's yeah. a little bit of angst in that. Okay, now these guys, you know, after doing all that, now they're going to come right to what, what, right what, into, in, but, into the but, market. I mean, do you, and, do you and, expect, uh, like... Change, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, okay, here's the thing. It's like, um, like, for instance, they're asking me right now, like, um, either you take you know, a larger amount and become the distributor or there's somebody on the East Coast that wants to become a distributor. So I mean, the bottom line is like, it's not, if it's hmm. not, I mean, we're just one small store. I bring it up not to throw it in your face like that at all, because I, I hear you. And your frustration is kind of what I feel when I'm looking at like a lot of different stores around the world, kind of copying a business model that we were doing a decade ago hmm. that, um, that had us going strong, and now we're just kind of muddled in the waters of everybody else. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, hey, it's a non-controllable variable. You know, we kind of met Did this Owen together. Holt and created yeah. the U base, and now everybody's got a right. U base. Kala was the uh, the original U base, right? So a lot of people now come in asking if you have U bases, but they mean any U bases. It's like it's like Kleenex. U-base. They mean, yeah. do you have tissue? But but they're saying, do you have U base? You know what I mean? Like yeah. we have a ukulele bass, yes, but U bass is cop. That, that's one that's got to really hurt when you see everybody <laughs> making a U bass, because that's kind of distinct. You mean, know, it, it, you didn't invent the. It U-base, hurt for a couple years, but then I got over it because it was like. No, but that, that's what, what I'm what, like. What, what, is it know, still? Is I'm it the only still, one that's you put upset it on about map, this. But yeah. So I mean. So well, you know you're right though you have to you have to just keep going. Not controllable variable. And you're all you really are only as good as your last uh, ukulele, you know, or your yeah. Really. But it, did, did it change so, the no, way you thought about mean. the whole line as far as when when you saw other people uh, coming out with their versions of it and, and did you start? Oh, he I just mean, said he had to kind of get over it. <laughs> I had to get over it, but you can only do what you can do. I mean, no, you as, can't... as far as thinking about the line, did you start thinking like, oh, we got to like now change it or like? Uh, we have more variety. We have a larger selection, and we just when we have to be. I think the main thing is we have to produce the best product, and we can't change the variable that other people are copying us. That's a non-controllable variable. But the only variable we can change is let's come out with new interesting woods and make sure that our pickup is the best and that the rate of return is the lowest and that people have a great experience. And Zach, you said it the best that if there's an issue, if you have a question, you have a human being you can speak to. I mean, our branding, the main theme, and this is not a theme that we just set up in a marketing room and came up with. This is what we hear from our customers. It's quality in that there's very few problems with the product and value that uh, it may not be the the least expensive product that you'll find, but 
for what you're getting, you're getting the best thing for your money, and we have to be consistent with that. So that's what the variable we can control. Yeah. But it, I mean, and the address, you, it, well, it, it's, it's, it's a conversation you know, we have all the time. I, like, you know, I, I feel like it's irritating. I, no, I, I feel like I, I might be um, coming across a little bit confrontational or irritational or and, not at all. It, it's, it's what just, we talk about a lot. It's like you know? I, I'm almost like you guys have really nailed it in so many ways, and we've been. Uh, getting orders every week for many years so it's like i'm just looking forward and trying to see how both of us as respective companies that actually operate with aloha and are yeah. trying to be the best like it's it's interesting because like i was thinking about it the other day in terms of what like if i would ever get out of this thing and it's like I kind of weirdly enough feel obligated to this community in a way <laughs> that, I mean, like I don't technically have any obligations to the ukulele community, but then I do, I feel it, you know? And it's, I feel like this is kind of like my life path. And I feel that same kind of vibe from, from Mike Upton since I've known him for the past almost 20 years and Pat that I've known for, over a decade and you you know many many years i've known you too dave you know i mean you guys are people truly and sincerely trying to give the best support make the best products make the best choices and um and i i appreciate you guys coming down today to have this conversation with us and i hope it didn't seem like i was kind of badgering you with like the i don't know the type of issues but to me it's like these are i mean we can uh, listen we're we're straight up like real about things when i tell people that these new elites are awesome value amazing for sub two thousand dollars this is this is golden right here you know but at the same time we have to be able to talk about business and how things can be kind of weird and hard and constantly changing and all those kind of things you know no you're spot on the issues that you talked about especially the U-Base, we talk about that all the time. So um, there's no, it's it's something that we're already aware of. I just think that we're trying to reconcile some of these realities, you know, and just saying, hey, this is I a feel like we variable. pissed Mike off. <laughs> 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 he walked out. No, he just, I think he went to the, I think he used was using the little boys room. Okay, okay, yeah. just making sure. No, he's, uh, he's good. He's good. Automatic, um, automatic automobile manufacturers like you come up with a crossover SUV and like oh there's Nissan they have one too now I mean it's oh, a copycat then, world I mean everybody everything, everything yeah, it is. I mean it, it goes like like even medicine right after so many years like oh the patents run out we're gonna yeah. have our generic version yeah but I mean it's just like that's just the it's way true. of the world I mean even in happen. sports like someone uh, has a new uh, uh, a system I, I relate everything to sports for some reason just, just how I am but it's just like it's a copycat league. That's what everyone says. Like something works, you copy it because guess what? They're doing what works. So competition. Yeah, you competition, but then also like you know that something is making sense there. There, there, you know, it's working for a certain amount of people, or it has this, you know, effect. I was watching the NBA finals this last time, and I was just like, I never remember so many three pointers. 
Like, oh, that's because you're watching Golden back State. Back when I was I mean, a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It was like it's three uptown, pointers brother. maybe yeah. a couple times during a game. People would be. Now it's, it's a different like league, man. Every other drive. Half, half Definitely changed. Like average. <laughs> he changed the game, man. The, the whole game yeah. has changed the past five years. But I think the analytics, too, and them kind of, you know, like how things go. I don't know. People study it and see what works. I mean, that's, that's like, that's every do. business, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what people are doing. Right? Oh, this is selling. It's hot. It's new. I Let's just feel it. like the change is exponential. So it's like more imperative for companies like ourselves to be like always looking forward and always looking at what's oh, absolutely. going on and how we can remain relevant and profitable so that we can keep doing what we're doing and serving the communities that we're serving. Because I know, I know we are, you know, I mean... We have customers out there that are thankful to both of our companies for being in business. And it's our job to make sure we continue to stay in business, you know. But um, but I am genuinely super impressed with the direction that the elite line has gone. Uh, the imports have always been a hit, so that's no news. But And it's still, and it, and it continues to be just because we're like it's I so mean, consistent the for us. Got, it's so easy for us like to the, sell. The last model you guys released at um, the Summer Nam, or one of them, the um, Solid Mahogany with the long neck, we we got one of them and we sampled it. It's, it's good. I mean, it's really good, really good for the price. So, I mean, you guys are on top of the game now. I'm just uh, kind of throwing stuff at you to make sure you stay on top. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not going to be easy. Don't screw up. But tomorrow, we can have this ready for you. Just yeah. call up Pat. Hey, Pat, sorry, man. We're out of I don't of know if Mauna Loa is going to be able to answer your text <laughs> messages while they're on vacation. Maybe like not. Like I do. I mean, like, you know, this is still yet to be seen. I, I, I have no idea or, what I'm going to do with. Or on a Saturday because at 2 a.m. Because it's like this. <laughs> I mean, I like. If, uh, we, yeah. They'll be able to do that. Oh, don't start me with me, Pat. I'll get going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. But I know our relationship and our business partnership yeah. with you guys has been beneficial and we'll keep going as where, at, I mean, that's is. where customer service Just want to let rule. you guys know if you yeah. start, you know, listing more products on your website, I might get more containers from how low. <laughs> I mean, but but you think about like when we thought about MGM, like when you think about how he was, he, he 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 would try. He would bend over backwards. He would oh, try. Yeah, his, his job was twenty four seven. Yeah, he would like, always be at home. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to transcend everything. It's just going to be how much you want to like help the people out there. You know, so yeah. how much you want to gonna gonna know. be with Mike. He always had this "I'm about to die" kind of attitude. Like, I just had to pay a fine on the sign that he had made for Holly Eva because he didn't get the permit done right. But nothing was ever like, I don't know. He always just was kind of like on my way out. <laughs> breaking all the rules and live as, as yeah. if he was very generous he was like, very loving like Walter White <laughs> but <laughs> like Walter White yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to end it yeah whatever yeah. sell meth whatever do whatever yeah <laughs> I mean yeah basically but Mike found ukuleles which is oh man much better drug. I missed it. make me want to watch yeah. Breaking Bad from the first. Uh, I I, I binge just watch it again. I just restarted it. That's why it's in my head. Yeah. You know, anytime you're watching Netflix, you start relating to things that you're. That it's may, amazing that maybe, how uh, relate to your own life. You know, people's situations. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you become it's quite <laughs> empathetic. <laughs> Breaking Bad. There's some some real life lessons there, right? <laughs> I know. I, yeah, it comes down sucks. to that. 
it's just the struggle to survive and money, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, I guess some people kind of get, uh, captured up in that and taken away, but, um, but it starts from just a survival type of thing. You know, if you think about the beginning of that, it was to take care of, to make sure that after yeah. he died, his, his son had the health care that he needed and all that. And like, you know, but it gets like he got detoured. Away. He yeah. got a little detoured. Yeah, we would yeah, all yeah. agree. Yeah. But you know, like right, I was right. saying the about the chat was good. The, you know, you I, know. I, I the, guess look at look at someone like Corey. Like he can make anything sound good. You know what I mean? So like sometimes we get so caught up in so many other things other than like the passion is in. I mean, it's a musical instrument. It's making it's making sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why we fall in love with. It. That's why you know someone like Corey, like he's gonna bring these he things out. He can make out. anything sound good, but some sound better than others. Well, well yeah, some and sometimes I think we get so caught up in like like oh, it has the, this, it has that, but anything details. he plays is going to sound good. Yeah, it sounds so, good. So so right? sometimes yeah. I think as a you know, I don't know. telling our customers I, I feel that like a player like me almost like benefits more from the quality um cuz you're right, like Corey can pick up an import and sound just as beautiful, but I kind of need those little details and to keep inspired. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely something to to be had with these instruments. Like, you know, these new Torrified Ebony ones, like, those are pretty bad. I mean, I like the maple one more than the cedar. You think so? I mean, that's my opinion. It's not cedar, bro. It's It's Torrified torrified spruce. It just looks like cedar. Everything is subjective. And that's another thing, too, that I try and tell customers, what's the best? Like, they're... There's no such thing as the best because yeah. it'll change upon every single person you talk to what the best is. That's when you have to pull out the salesman. This one right here. Yeah, this one. You want to it... right now? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bye. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, customer service is is what I think a lot of companies will need to will need to do in order to survive. I feel like we've talked a lot. Like, is there some stuff that you guys want to share with our? Um, customers or our listeners before we head out say sayonara keep an eye out for that elite SSTU (laughs) (laughs) I mean I would like to meet whoever uh, would listen to this whole podcast in its entirety so (laughs) you can can contact me at Mike M-I-K-E at (laughs) K-A-L-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com I'm sorry what was the email address again Mike, M-I-K-E, at K-A-L-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com. Mike at callerbrand.com. Beautiful. Any, so any caller-related owner, questions. founder questions. of the business opening himself up there to inquiries. I mean, it wouldn't be wonderful. hard to figure out that's my email that's address. That's the best yeah. Yeah. customer service. Now, go. now what kind of go. robots you got running? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no you'll, robot, you'll get, a, you'll get a real reply. Yeah. yeah. But again, 50 well, dollars or less. This is Mike. Yeah. yeah. Little do you know, this is one of, this is one of four mics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. The other one's at the Europe. Uh, you think he yeah. went to the bathroom? No, the other one just repeated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This no, is, but I, yeah, charge the I, other one because I mean, back to, to just yeah. I mean, people that are fans of Call it, thank you for being a fan, and you know, yeah. we work really hard to yeah. do what we do, and. Uh, and you know what's really cool is that. Uh, there's a lot of people that I've met just from my short time. I've been in a store. We got a new store in Kakaako that you guys visit, uh, I think, today. Even. Awesome store. But um, we won't, we only been there since October of last year. But even uh, the folks that come through 
that that they haven't bought anything from us, they'll be like, I have a kala. I have a kala. Like, there's so many people oh, out there that, dude, that say they have a kala. You must have a gajillion kalas in But the world. you know what's that's funny is that thing. the next step up is still a kala. And that's what's so awesome. keep going, man. Yeah, Let's exactly. And that's what's so that's, cool. But that's what's that is that was the our game idea. plan. That's yeah, the idea. I, and, and it's but, just like you yeah, can walk right. the whole step up that word in the Kala brand, you know? When when you guys established this thing in California, you know, Kala is now people don't know what to think. It's like everything from the most affordable to high end. No, but then that sets you apart from all the you know, I'm not gonna name any brands, but there's there, there's a you lot know. of affordable ones that don't aren't also making but then I high feel caliber like not, ones for sure. You know, they're just out there to just be there, you know, to make stuff to impress one person. Like, oh, they have this kind of um, yeah. colorful looking, and there'll be customers for those. Model. But then there's <laughs> a core passionate yeah, like, you customer that I think is gonna still have some loyalty to some OG people trying their heart out like you guys and us you know because yeah, you guys and i think that's like our people and if somebody well, emails you you know saying they actually listen through all the jibber jabber of this thing <laughs> yeah i think they it's gonna be the i'll answer and i'll congratulate you every time i think a customer acknowledge it'll be your comments at the very end quality of the customer is also something you know and i think like there's a certain customer that we keep seeing year after year you know no and there's so many people that are interested in what they're buying from or who they're buying from that that sometimes even that will make the sale more so than the plain side they want to know who who are they buying from but you brought up an interesting subject in the beginning about handmade versus automated and i think that's a significant subject because it's real and it's it's this is not just within our industry making musical instruments it's it transcends that into other consumer products for sure for sure how much percent would you say is um, human that, interacting instead of just a, like at least I think with at least a hundred percent. I think with the imports, probably fifty 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 maybe. That's the best but rough the, guess with imports. Yeah, but there's like I the mean there's time that goes into like shaping. There's people touching those instruments I every know. part. Oh, yeah, I mean yeah. they're moving it from station to station. It's the machine would be doing the work, yeah. but people are moving them around. I you're never. As far as musical instruments go, you're never going to replace people. They're going to always be involved. It's yeah. just the nature of that instrument. It's. But up until a point I mean, when you like yeah, you just, when you're book matching and you're, I mean, there's just too much. Just, yeah. It's not an iPad. It's going to still. No, I mean, it's not attention. a Volkswagen. You know what I'm saying? But a machine. Sometimes you can use a machine that applies the glue. Oh yeah, the fingerboard on the neck. There, yeah. But that 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 bead of glue. Someone, if imagine someone doing that perfectly. Someone had to do that perfectly first before you could program the machine yeah, to do it perfectly. Yeah, you would have to create a machine specifically for that. But then there are machines yeah. in China and, I mean, that are it's bending It's kind of good right? that yeah. there's like yeah, machines that's true. doing it's some things true. like we shouldn't even bother wasting our time. I mean, ideally we get to a place to where like the mundane types of manufacturing that just eroded people's bodies over time for them to be able to survive are mostly taken by machines that we are able to benefit from from some sort of like a I don't know I think there's got to be some sort of a, a basic income or some sort of a s- supplement of like subsidies once things get fully automated I mean we're talking maybe a decade or two in the future 
but I think there there'll be more time to maybe be creative. Maybe we can play music more. I mean, you know, maybe we don't have to slave away. Oh, just make a machine that can play music for us as a collective society. <laughs> yeah. yeah, CD player. Maybe <laughs> maybe we should or just the, chill out and not work fifteen-hour days and maybe strum on our uke a little bit more. You know, yeah, you know. I you mean, these driving are things uh, through the freeway kind of on your Tesla. You know, while driving yourself, you could just. <laughs> Yeah, you can be shredding. Maybe or, that's or not the time, time but yeah, see, I mean, you know, no, no, like you like see that. the guys taking like naps on their Teslas on the freeway. They could be, the they could be playing ukuleles instead of. Hey, napping. read a book, play a musical instrument. Yeah. That's I, we don't need to be on our iPhones all the time. We can yeah, yeah. do something using our, our oh, brain. Oh, Grandpa, what do you know? <laughs> Unless you're on the Color Brand. App. Yeah, hey. you guys got yeah. the app. You guys got all this stuff, yeah. man. That app is great. You're cutting edge. You got the hipster Instagram ads with all the buttons and yeah, you guys are on it. You know, you're my heroes in a lot of ways. So I appreciate you. I appreciate the long-term support. You know, I know it takes a lot of investment and somebody's got to stick his balls on the line. Like call, like Mr. Upton has done for many years, you know, to try to make good They're products. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of investment and, and takes cup, takes some uh, <laughs> Dude, some man. some dice rolling once in a while, maybe. <laughs> but you've done a good job, and uh, I appreciate what you've brought to the ukulele community. And I think uh, I think our customers feel the same way. So keep up the good work, guys. All right. Thank you Thank for you. taking the time to come have this contentious argument with you know, <laughs> I mean, health, healthy discussion. Healthy we got discussion. KP, KM, KD in the house.
Yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>